Greetings, Wayfarers Young and Old, to the Heart of Adventure podcast, episode 4, The Heroes of Dralia. Today, we rejoin our heroes, Nimdiak the Dark Elf Rogue, Sheik the Halfling Druid, the Two Dwarves, Angus the Gunslinger Bard, and Thoradin the Monk Barbarian, and lastly, the Gnome Ranger, Dipple. Last we left off, our heroes had just uncovered the dark secret behind the charming city of Daresound. Gelder, the King's Royal Scientist, had been working on a mind control project, and now the entire city can be under his control whenever he wants. The heroes discovered that Gelder exerts this control through the blue fire lanterns lining the main streets of the city. But this all ends today, because, well, the heroes are in town. Look out, Gelder. 3 a.m. We see a large clock tower, under construction, unfinished. Deja. And within its top floor, our protagonists, joined by Clyde and Wilden, are ending their discussion on how they will free the city from mind control. Wilden steps away from the table, strewn with maps and plans on it. Pulling back the construction tarp, he looks out at the city. The pale blue lanterns are shining brighter than ever before. The citizens of the city are out in squadrons, looking and seeking for you guys. Wilden looks back towards you all. Okay, run me through this plan of yours again, because I'm gonna be honest, I was not paying attention the first time around. Clyde gives a loud and obnoxious sigh. The lanterns are key in this mission. We smash them all, we win. There are five districts in the city. Market, residential, wealthy, craftsmen, and the administration district, which lies directly in the center of the city. That's where the palace is. There are 100 lanterns in each district. If we destroy all the lanterns in a single one of them, it will be free. Meaning, civilians inside of that part of the city will no longer be under mind control, and they can help join our side and destroy the rest of the lanterns in the city. Biggest problem, as you can see outside, is that Gelder's one step ahead. He's anticipating our attack, he knows what we know, and the people of the city are the ones who will be fighting us, and it's gonna hurt. We're doing this tonight. We have to do it as quick as possible, and... Oh, I almost forgot! And he pulls out from his pocket this, what looks to be a stick of chalk. Everyone, take one of these. He breaks the chalk into seven pieces, hands it out to all of you, and he holds his own piece up in front of him. And he says, uh... This is my body, broken for you. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is telepathy gum. Very expensive, and imported from a long distance. When we all eat this, we will be able to communicate telepathically for one hour. What's the flavor? It, it's pretty just chalk. It's just chalk. Gross. Its effects are more powerful. But yes, please. What if I lick it? You have to eat the whole thing. Well, it's kind Listen, this is really expensive. I can't have you guys fooling around with this. Alright. Clyde eats his piece. Wilbur hesitantly eats his piece. As you all eat your pieces, you get this, like, very instant migraine at the back of your heads, which subsides, and then suddenly there's this bed of voices in your head, which also subsides until finally you can focus on each other's voices and speak to each other telepathically. Basically the message spell, but for an hour and with a longer reign. Alright, everyone. Let's smash some lights. And if you see Gelder, be sure to smash his lights in, too. You all now have a moment where you guys can stealth around the town and put yourself anywhere you want to. But you guys can all pick what districts you want to start with, whether you want to divide and conquer, or whether you want to all stay together and attack a district all at once. I do quite think that dividing would be best. Agreed. Uh, I don't we think We so. have agents with the League of Shields. There are 20 agents who can spread out evenly among the districts or spread out together. If we attack the administrative district last as a team, which is probably where Gelder is, we can take five men to each squad, or to each district, 
and split up into four teams. Oh gosh, yeah, you all could head your own team if you wanted to. Yes, I think that would be the most effective way to get this done. So along with the 20 other soldiers, you also have Clyde and um, uh, Wilbur. I would rather them stay in the tower and oversee operations. The, the man in the room. Man in, <laughs> the, the man in the chair. Yes. yes. Okay, I, I like this plan. I, I would like them both to be there, if that's unless one of you wants to take Wilbur along. Well, while we have the stealth time, if you want to, they can be in like two different towers inside of the city. Let's get that done. So where are the floating things and how many of them are there? There are four floating fortresses. There are some other floating like buildings and stuff, but they're like residential, wealthy yeah. people buildings. That yeah. They don't have anything important. Okay. Um, like the rock thing. Yeah, the main fortresses that actually have troops on them are... There's four of them located are they, in the city. They're on the boundary lines between the four districts of the city. Yes. And they have lanterns on them. They do have lanterns on them, yes. So, Sheik, I had this idea. If you were to wild shape into, say, a giant eagle or of some sort, you could carry me up to the, the floating fortresses and we could take out the lanterns up there. Yes, that sounds like a good plan, especially since it seems that those are guard towers and then we can get more guards on our side who have weapons and training. training. And, yes, uh, and we yeah. can get the eyes out of the sky. Okay, you all stealth through the city. You <laughs> Go team, yeah. You have a go team moment. So each of us, each of our teams... Yes, you bring five people with you who basically build, do whatever you say. They, you know, You see all these awesome... League of Shields agents who are I different people, me. different races. Carry you? Yeah. <laughs> you me. can turn into a half horse. Carry them. Uh, and you notice that all through the city there are just all these civilians, you know, people walking around holding whatever. Like a farmer will hold a pitchfork. Other people are doing what and what, and uh, they are looking. For what you time is it? It's three a.m. or I guess slightly past three a.m. Yeah. Okay. You already mentioned. So currently we have um, India. You're starting in the market district. You get there. The market district has a lot of people. It's probably one of the heaviest kind of filled districts besides the residential. What's he doing? He's uh, as, I'm, as I'm walking through and pitpocketing. Mind controlled oh. people. Let's get to that in a second. Thornton, you're beginning in the Craftsman District, which has not as many people, but every single person there is much more well outfitted. It's mostly guards and or people who are literally using blazing hot swords. Blacksmiths. Yeah, you got a you got a tough crowd. The residential district, we have the ladies, which is kind of more popularly, it's filled with a lot of people, but it's it's like homebodies. It's like families and stuff who aren't going to hurt as much when they attack you, but there is just a lot of them. And other than that, you've got gardens and houses. It's the residential district, as you would I expect. I didn't kill the men, the women, the children too. <laughs> okay, Anakin. They're all animals. And then, as we could expect, Angus, you have gone towards the wealthy district with yes. your troop of five. Um, there's a lot of wealthy people. Like, it's kind of weird to see squadrons of fat, wealthy, like, lords and ladies, like, just going about, like, with golden outfits and stuff, and they're just like, Gotta look for the bad guys and kill them. Gotta, gotta fight them. Yeah, Dominic, you should have came to the wealthy big pot. Oh, well. Um, but now, let's go ahead and start this while you all are still... We, I want to retcon before we even laugh. <coughs> I told everyone, incapacitate, do not kill, set phasers to stun. <laughs> okay. Oh no. I'm, I'm on the same page as New York. That's not the most easy These... thing to do with a gun. Well, maybe don't use the gun. Everyone roll for initiative. Ooh. Well, not fantastic. Numbers. 10. Cool. 15. Cool. 
Cool. And dive. Oh, Oof. No. that's rare for you. I guess uh, thirteen. Cool. Between, between yeah. yeah. All right. So technically, wait. I have to say, the initiative is going to happen in a second because it gets incited maybe in a second. Slide Can you give me a sleight of hand check? Thirteen. Okay. <laughs> Considering they're actively looking for you, here's a perception check. Well, I rolled a nineteen. Oh God! <laughs> the first person you go to, Nimdiok. You're just like. That's easy pickings right there. It's just like, like a guy's got an eye patch on, he's not gonna see you coming up. And you go, you reach into his pocket, and then he just turns directly around, stares at you with blank, mind-controlled eyes. You're the guy. The guy! Wait, the dude he pickpocketed had an eye patch on? Yeah. Nimdiok has an eye patch on as well. Ooh. He said, Twinsies, but we gotta kill you now. And now the entire market square is gonna attack, and now the initiative happens. Very Sheik, good. suddenly, the fortresses up ahead, they bellow these horns, and now the entire town is at more actively searching now that they I, know I you shout, guys are out. Sheik, time to eagle up. Sheik, you and Dipple brain. are up here. What are you and Dipple doing? Because you guys can actually take a turn together since you're right here in the initiative and you're together. Lift me! Bob, throw me! <laughs> uh, are you guys giving instructions to your squad to go and get lanterns while you distract the other yes. ones? Yes, pretty much. Okay. okay, your five go ahead and start smashing lanterns. They just go out and smash, smash. They have like clubs with them and they're just... Just destroy as many lanterns as you can, as little humans as possible. Or, well, as, as little life humans, as possible. Humans, gnomes, elves, yeah. all of them. <laughs> Perfect. I'm not racist. <laughs> <laughs> are you eagling up? Yes. Okay. Uh, you eagle up. You can, like, hold on to her talons if you'd like to. So like... Um, jump on my back, because then I can use my talon attack. Sheik, as you are flying up in the eagle form now with a uh, dipple on your back, which isn't that heavy, especially with your eagle strength, you fly up and you get to get right nearby one of these actual fortresses. I tell her, go towards the middle and drop me. Trust no. me. Then I jump off. I will say, uh, dexterity saving throw to not take damage, because it is a little bit of a fall right now. Okay, two. it's not too much. You're just gonna take a little bit of falling damage. Okay. All right, that's six points of falling damage. Dice. Okay. It's not. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. Just... It's not a lot. I'm just gonna roll ten d seven for a second. Okay. Right. So... Seven? <laughs> that's one billion damage. Dipple, you fly down, hit, do a kind of tactical roll, and now you're standing there among this area where there's a lot of guards looking right at you with crossbows. Anybody want to play cards? She pulls I pull a... the top one. You reach in to the card deck you got last session. You pull out the queen of, of hearts. Of hearts. Okay, I gotta look this up for a second. There we go. Wait, is this what I think it is? Uh, so I have no idea what this is, to be perfectly clear. As you pick up and hold the card, they all look at you inquisitively. Nothing happens as you're holding the card up. And they ready their arrows. Or bolts. I chuck it. You chuck it? I chuck it right at them. You throw it out? Here we go. What was it again? Queen of hearts. The queen of hearts. I think I know what this item is. As you throw this card out, the second it hits the ground, suddenly, I need you to pick either a very attractive man or attractive woman. <laughs> okay, I know what this I'm item gonna is. I'm going to go with a very attractive woman. A, like, gorgeous, beautiful woman springs out of the card, and suddenly all of these male guards just stop in their tracks and are very confused. <laughs> so... And I say, hello, love. Nice to see you again. <laughs> okay, um, wow, this is interesting, because they're mind-controlled. I don't know how much they can be distracted, but we're going to try it anyways, because I love uh, this I is what they I think it might be a little distracting. Yeah, 
know what? Okay, I need you to make an advantage charisma check for her sake. Come on, honey. Ten. Plus your charisma? Uh, nine. nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing so good with this dice. What happened? Was it a minus one? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna roll for the guards. Seven, two, ten, thirteen. Two of the guards... I don't know what they do. They just start drooling obsessively. <laughs> the drool gets into their crossbows, and now their crossbows don't work. Now <laughs> two guys ready their crossbows, and they fire directly at you. They don't necessarily... I mean, they're not going to fire at the eagle just yet, because you're not a threat. I can dash as a bonus action. I'm gonna. Just gonna run away? Yeah. Okay. How much is your movement speed? Uh, 25. This is a small platform. You can actually go and hide behind a wall before they have their turn to attack, basically. But they will, on like, following you. Yeah. They will follow you. Okay. Okay, cool. You run around, and as you run around this corner, there are more guards, but also the entrance to the actual fortress. On the guards' turn, they're going to all make attacks at you really quick. What do we got here? That's a failure. That's a failure. That's a failure. That's a success. And... You take seven points of damage as only one crossbow bolt actually stabs into you. The rest of them are flying past you. Some bad guards. You're tiny. As you are all fighting with guards, Angus, you are currently in the wealthy district. What would you like to do? Is there anything big going on currently? Uh, you do hear some music. It's almost like creepy, like, it sounds like a dirge mixed with, like, pop music. So it's medieval dubstep. Sure, medieval dubstep, let's go with that. But it's a street over. Meanwhile, your five people, they're already smashing lanterns. I want to head my way over there. Okay, you yeah. walk down. As you go ahead, uh, you are going to take some damage just from, like, rich people nearby, like, throwing stuff at you. Most of them miss, but, like, a few times you get hit literally in the head with a bag of money. And it hurts can because it's like it an And then catch it. <laughs> yeah, can I catch, pick it up? You can pick it up afterwards, yeah, yes. You, so pick up you don't need to pickpocket. You just need to go through a bunch of wealthy people. <laughs> That's 12 bludgeoning damage. Okay. <laughs> and the rich people are just like, they're just like throwing stuff off of them. One person like throws a crown and hit, hits you. I want to take all of that crap that they're throwing. Yeah, you're just like, oh yes, please, yes. I'll put the crown on my head too. <laughs> you go ahead, you walk over, and you notice the origin of the music. There is a band. A band of bards who are playing on a stage. And this is about as close to a Scott Pilgrim moment as I think we're gonna get in this campaign. You see they're all on the stage, mind control, eyes glazed over, and they're staring you down. The music changes to a much more intense sound. Angus, what would you like to do as you see these people? It is like a proper band. You've got a bass, you've got the lute, you've got like, people are playing the different things. You know what? Jackpipes are pretty cool, but I'm gonna do a guitar solo. I wanna go up there on stage and just grab the loot out of the dude's hands and start going. I need you to make a strength check versus him, because you're gonna pull it from him. Roll a four. 19. Okay. Hey. You yank it from him, he gets angry, he headbutts you, which is only gonna be like four points of damage. And now, what would you like to do with the guitar? Loot. I wanna. Like fling it around my like. Does it have a? It does have a strap. Yes. I want to fling it around my like neck, like smack it in the face, jump back, and start strumming. Whamming on it. Okay, that's amazing. You swing it around, it flies around and hits him in the face, knocking him out to the ground. The rest of the band is furious. You get over. I start doing that. Can you please give me a performance roll? <laughs> I have plus nine perform. Or oh wait, no, that's persuasion. I have plus six in performance. That's a 19. 
Okay, the rest of the other three band members are gonna do performance checks against you. All I you. have in my head is. All right, what'd you roll? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, only one of them beat you in this scenario. The other two are literally getting pushed back by your music energy. So they're like playing EDM pop. You're like playing rock and roll. I'm playing like hard metal. Like, yeah, sick. Like, at this point, you guys are creating a music barrier around yourselves, and all the rich people can't get in, so while Whoa, the, the, the other magic people, is happening. The magic is happening, and right now you're facing these guys who are just preventing you from getting any further. Thordan, we now go to you as you are in the as you're in the craftsman district. There are tons of blacksmiths, leather workers, woodworkers, beefy men and women who are just like full and equipped with whatever wares and weaponry they have. Mm -hmm. What would you like to do with your team? I want to send two of my men to go quiet as many forges as they can. Like, pour water on forges, smoke up the place. Like, if pouring water on the forge is going to send smoke everywhere, and I think if we can get a good thick layer of smoke going around everywhere, one, people aren't going to like it, they're going to cough, and two, they're not going to be able to see much. And as a monk, I'm probably going to be able to control my breathing a bit better in the, in the smoke, but we can hide around and take care of lanterns in the dark like that. I love it. How many of them are going? Actually, I'll just send four. Okay. And me and the other guy will work on taking down individual lanterns. I love this idea of this moment of these, like, four people running in a line, the footsteps all tracing each other. They all run by a horse stable, and they, like, literally grab water buckets out of it, and then split and up and start... split off, like, yeah. Scooby-Doo style into different doors as they As go. time passes, you will start to notice smoke rising up in different areas um, of this quarter. What are you doing with your turn? I have rope on me. And my, I'm imagining I toss my other guy a crowbar, and I want him to wedge underneath the bottom of the lantern, and I'm going to toss my rope lasso-style up to the top of the lantern and just yank it down. And I want us to just start going for lanterns that way, just popping lanterns out the ground and then me just smacking it with the axe when it hits the bottom. Okay, can you go ahead and give me a strength check with advantage because he's helping you? 19. Or 19. 20. Sorry. This, you go pretty quickly. This is a pop, smash, pop, smash, pop, smash. Although these people, these, uh, the workers and people from the actual district itself start to gather around you, and they are going to go ahead and make attacks towards you. Oh my gosh. I rolled two twos and a four. You guys are doing great. Thordan, like, things are flown past you. Axes and, like, anvils are thrown past your head, but nothing is happening. Nimdiak. Oh. Nimbiak, you're in the market failing district. Failing to pickpocket. You're failing to pickpocket, and because people know exactly where you are, a lot of attacks are about to happen right now. What are you doing? Darkness. Darkness. Alright, you do that bubble around you, they can't suddenly see you, and they're all gonna have disadvantage, which means out of the 20 people there, only about four are gonna hit. But it, it's still my turn. Yeah. Pathway globe. Oh, okay. Cool! <laughs> so where are you teleporting to? <laughs> um... So, what's what's around me? Like I These are city streets. I mean, what are you looking for? I'm gonna go down a street. I don't want to land in a building. Yeah, like an alley. I don't want to land in alley. a wall. Yes, no, you're good. You can go ahead and go just back an alleyway, and you're now in another main street. Uh, your other five guards you've now left behind just kind of fend for themselves and start breaking lanterns. Yeah. Didn't okay, know. what are you doing? Can I do darkness and then go into... You can run backwards, yes. No, I meant and then go into... Um... The shadow fell. You make darkness bubble around you, and then you take a little piece of cloth, spread it open, go through it, and you're now in the shadow fell version of Dare Sound. You just like screwed over your whole squad, which is nightmarish because 
First off, it's the Shadowfell. But secondly, the Shadowfell is a dark reflection of the real world. Considering that the real world equivalency of this town is already badly under mind control, the people in the dark, or in the Shadowfell version of the city, are like mind rotted. There is literally like zombies. Zombies and also um, uh, mind flayers are walking through the streets like with the zombies on leashes. This is disgusting and you know, it wasn't this bad the last time you were in the Shadowfell of this town. What do you want to do in the Shadowfell of this town? What What's immediately around me? No lanterns. The lanterns are in the real world. Yeah. Let's see. But yeah. it's the same city street, so you can just kind of back way in a different alleyway and then go back to the real world if you want to. That's what I'm going to do. All right. I'm just going to... You duck back, real world, Sheik and Dipple. So we'll start with Sheik. Sheik, you are currently flying up above, and you see Dipple jump down like a superhero, run around, and just get ready to start smashing some lanterns. What are you doing? You see there's two lanterns on your side of the fortress. I want to smash them. Okay, cool. Go ahead and make a damage roll. Honestly, smashing them is very easy. Okay. No, wait a minute. How close are they? Can I just, like, She's a giant eagle. winged both yeah. at the same Honestly, time? Honestly, it's just, just like, two. And pull down. You can just break them. Describe how you break them. I fly at them with my wings out and just smash both of them with the tip of my wing and just hitting right through it and then land all cool. Like, oh my gosh. Like defending yourself yeah, from arrows like that might be coming. Your wings are blades as they just smash yeah. through the lanterns, breaking them, the fire goes out, and then you can just land down and you have your wings wrapped around yourself in a defensive position. The guards that were chasing Dipple turn around and see you now. Dipple. As you're going ahead and running through, you see there's some more guards up ahead, but as you're rounding the actual fortress, there are the other two lanterns that are on this fortress. What do you want to do with them? So there are only four total. There are only four total. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take my staff, and I'm going to smack smack. Smack smack. Go ahead and make two attack rolls. Oh, wait, sorry. Are you smacking people or... Lanterns. Lanterns. Then you can do that for free. You cool. can just go up, you run up. Explain how you break lanterns. Uh, I am going to uh, run up and then hit one with one end, and then kind of like flip around and hit one with the other end. Man, I almost imagine the way you were spinning your hands, like you kind of frisbee your actual stick, like it flies oh. away from you and then comes back Jedi style. I almost, <laughs> I almost imagine. I that. almost imagine like pole vaulting, like she goes up to it and like pole vaults <gasps> and much kicks better. one of the tops of the That's lanterns really off. Good idea. I'm gonna do that next time. Wait, have they destroyed all four lanterns on this island? They have. Yeah. I guess they destroyed all the four lanterns, so the guards suddenly stop attacking you, look around, and they're just confused, not sure what's happening. You guys can have a quick role-playing moment. What do you want to do? I can't speak. You can cacaw. Cacaw! <laughs> you, you can understand. Dipple, the guards I can tell her. The, Dipple, the guards look at you and say, what's going on? Yeah. I just tell them that uh, we need to break the lanterns or this town will be doomed. They got it. You run past them. There's this moment cinematically where they just like look at each other and like they run inside the fortress ready to pilot it. All right, Angus, what are you going to actually do now that you're guitaring at this point? I'm not going to continue this kind of back and forth charisma checks. Yeah. What are you actually going to do um, bard wise? I want to do just a uh, thunder wave and shoot them off. Oh, perfect. Yes, please. Okay, please. Uh, they have to do a dexterity save. Yeah. It's always thunder wave with you. Thunder wave is just the best. Right. Ah, that is a 14, a 15, and an 8. One uh, loses. Okay, cool. That guy, he is the drummer. And him and his expensive drum set just go flying, and it hits like the back wall of this force field of magic you guys have created. And he's out. You've gotten one out. The uh, original guitarist you took the guitar from is now standing up because he was prone already, and he's ready to try to take his guitar back from you. He jumps off the stage. Oh yeah, they do. What yeah. damage? Please roll for damage. 13 damage? Yeah. Awesome. They only take half if they succeed, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. 
they get up, they're getting ready, the guitar guy runs towards you, but while he's running, the other two people left over on stage are both gonna sh shoot firebolts at you. And one succeeds with a 20, and the other six doesn't succeed. That is eight points of damage. Fire. Um, the guitar guy goes up, and he tries to grapple the guitar out of your hands. I need you to make a strength check. That's 15. <laughs> He's at a 14. He runs up to you, grabs a hold of your guitar as you're playing, you headbutt him down to the ground, and he's unconscious. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, you're gonna get a loot out of this, by the way. It's like a really fancy loot. This is hilarious. Thordin! You are actively being surrounded. More and more of the people are coming out of the woodwork, so you're getting surrounded by a lot of these people, and it's gonna start to hurt. It's kind of them. Um... But the smoke is spreading through. It's kind of becoming a haze around this area. Yeah, I'm going to uh, look at my buddy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point at a nearby uh, blacksmithery. I'm going to tell him, go put out the fire in that. And then I'm going to step of the wind and just bolt down into a cloud of smoke. Okay. Toward where I think a lantern would be. Cool. I mean, you can kind of see the lantern shining through the smoke. smoke. So you can actually go down, flying through. Are you still bringing your buddy with you to keep breaking lanterns? or you No, just... I told him to go to a, a nearby blacksmith because right. I don't want him getting hurt. I want them going around doing the smoking. And and I, 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 before I told him to go do that, I'm like, when you're done, like when you feel like there's plenty of smoke that you can get around safely, break lanterns. Break Perfect. lanterns, break lanterns. You fly through. Are you breaking lanterns in this turn? Do Absolutely. You have leftover action, basically? Uh, yes. Okay. How do you break lanterns? A bonus action is to uh, step of the wind, so I can attack action, I can take two attacks. Uh, I would like, with my axe, adamantine axe, yes, sir. Uh, just cut through the base of it like, like a... Oh my gosh. Lumberjack. I, can I, I actually... I just imagine you, like, can I say something? I imagine you're not even so you're just running so fast, you just... Cut straight through? Yeah. Nimdiok. Yes. Are you, are you back in the real world now? I am back in the real world. You've done a lot so far. <laughs> Yeah, so... <laughs> a lot of dark deeds. <laughs> um, okay, I want to, like, acrobatics up the walls and kick them with my feet. Oh my gosh, just a little bit of Neo from the Matrix. Of course. Can you give me a dexterity check? Acrobatics, I'm sorry. Uh, 12. 12? That's alright, it's better than average, right? So you start running up... Kick, punch, pick, kick, you know, you, you get to break a couple of lanterns here at this moment. We're going to be at this kind of last phase, almost, as you've broken a lot of lanterns. She can dipple. One of the guards go into this fortress, and they start piloting the actual fortress itself. It kind of gets nearer to the ground, and as it does that, the other guards start pouring out of the fortress, so there's a good, like, ten or so on the actual outskirts of it, and they start shooting crossbow bolts down into the city. Pretty pinpoint accuracy, smashing lanterns. <laughs> jump on my back! I jump... Okay, you jump on her back, you start flying over, uh, you're gonna have to use your action to dash to get the full distance over to the next lantern just because of how- or to the next fortress. Okay. Dipple, you're at your destination, the train has stopped, <laughs> you've got another one. This one has six lanterns separated around it. What do you want to do? Um, are there any guards nearby? Yes, there are more guards in this one. Okay. Um. Ooh. Do it again. Do the thing again? Why not? I mean, <laughs> drop me in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you go ahead. You kind of do a flyover. You get dropped down. You can fall onto the top of this fortress this time. You're not in the base level where the lanterns actually are, okay. but there are just a few guards around you. What would you like to do? Um, are they looking at me? They are indeed. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna throw the card. 
Wow, you're using a lot of these cards. Okay. Um, Ace of Diamonds. You throw a card down, and out springs forth a Beholder! A Beholder is a giant fleshy creature with one giant eyeball and a lot of teeth. Is it on our side? It... It mentioned the other eyeballs. Like your side. Oh, and sorry, there's also these sprouts of different eyeballs that kind of are around it. It looks around and is very upset and angry at everyone, including you. It just kind of swarms around at this point, looking around angrily. I will say, now that you've thrown the second card, you're getting more used to this, this card deck. You start to realize, as you look through it, it's not a real Beholder. It phases a little bit. And you begin to notice that you've seen this kind of effect before in your life. This is an illusion. It's an illusory. They don't know that. They don't know that. They don't know. But it is an illusion. They think you just creature. summoned a beholder. Mm-hmm. Which they freak out at. There's no there's no contest here. Yeah. They all skitter backwards and jump off of the roof. <laughs> down to like a second level. They're they're alive. But yeah, they go off. What else do you want to do with your turn as this beholder is kind of just like swimming around? I'll go cool. to the closest lantern. You run up, go ahead, do a vault thing. I think it just sounds super cool. Maybe just like you tap the pole next to you and you like walk up the lantern and then just do a final kick to smash it out. Sounds cool. That's <laughs> Angus's turn. Angus, we've only got two of these actual guitar players, whatever, left. What are you doing? Um, how hurt are they looking? Half hurt. And meanwhile, your people have taken out over half of the lanterns in this area. Right. They are really close to being done. And I will actually quickly say also, the fortress is super efficient. There's probably only 20 lanterns left in the residential district. It's almost free. Sweet. Okay, so I want to look at them. I'm like, let's play. I put the loot up, I unsheath Bridget. Oh, and I'm like, attack sword. Them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna run up just like full on like Scottish. Alright, um, go ahead and make, no so this is normal normal combat <laughs> rules here, yeah. uh, are you going to do an action surge to get an extra attack? Yes, so will be. Please go ahead and make those two attacks. Alright, first one is... Is... That's a... Uh, 18. The other one is a 11. 18 definitely hits, 11 also a hit because they don't have a high armor class, go ahead and roll for the damage. Alright, cool, damage is 5. And then the other damage is, uh, eight, seven, eight. Yeah. Good thing it was eight. As you go ahead and do the eight, uh, you slash in, and it cuts through the, like, bass guitar he was playing with, and then hits him, and he falls backwards, the half-and-half half guitar hitting him next to him. The other one, as you go ahead and slice through, it does hurt him, but he's still there, and then he hits into a solo. Like, I don't know. Cool solo sounds. He is, like, in, gonna actually actively right now... I need to make a dexterity saving throw. Alright. That's a... Eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. An eight doesn't succeed. Ah, oh, shucks. One more. Oh, please. shucks. Aw, <laughs> oh, darn. Dang, now, now it. Not very dexterous, boy. He casts Shatter with a piercing solo. An explosion happens behind you, blocking him from the actual effect of it, and you're gonna take 3d8 thunder damage. You're like, man, that's a little off tune if I don't say so myself. That is not good. 19, melody. 19 th thunder damage. Yep. Okay. Next up, Thoradin. 
Your area is also pretty much almost done as well, but there are a lot... I didn't actually have them attack you last time. Before your turn starts, mm. you're going to be attacked by a whole lot Even of... Even though I'm in smoke? Oh, you are in smoke. You're going to have disadvantage attacks at you. Great. Okay. Oh, D. Oh, that was a 19. Oh, D? They got a 19 and a 20, so that was a... All right. All right. All right. Literally one person attacks you, you take 12 points of damage. One? Yep, they're, they're, this is where the strong people are. You made a good decision of which district you chose. Yeah, because I'm the tank. You are. What are you doing on your turn? Same thing. Um, I mean, I don't think there's any reason to do anything fancy. Like, I've got an axe that can cut through basically anything, um, as long as I put enough heft through it. So I'm going to put some heft into this one and uh, really, really go for it. So I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going through lanterns. Make a strength check, please. Uh... Should I rage? Your choice. Would you count attacking a lantern as attacking yes. something? Which would keep my rage. Yes. Okay, then I will rage. Uh, which gives me advantage on the strength check. Crit! Oh! I crit. That's perfect. Remember when I said you might? You do. I crit. So, the other five guys are going on other streets nearby you, and you're all heading down like a parallel yeah, path. Yeah, like running. Tron style a little bit, like all of you are heading down, but if we saw an overhead shot, the lights are just going out going together. Out. <laughs> but the middle road, where you are, the lights are going out way faster. You hit, 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 hit. I'm just like... <laughs> you're literally running through with the axe still in your hands. Yeah, I'm just I'm holding just... it like sideways, one hand near the head, one hand near the hilt, just up against my body for like... Support. Very anime. Just running. Very anime. Um, and then when I'm done... When you get to the last lantern, what do you do? When I make it to the end of the street, I I sort I put my finger to my ears. <laughs> to, I'm like, uh, Crashman District is done. Anyone else a bit surprised how quickly we're getting this done? Where's Gelder? What's going on? Shouldn't we have a bit more of a fight going on? I'm this is a whole city. Playing, I'm over here playing my... Or, I'm not only playing from my like, slide. I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right! <laughs> Anybody else can reply. Well, I seem to be doing just fine up here. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, don't waste all your powerful spells now. I feel a storm coming. Anyways, I'm gonna head over to the wealthy district and help out Angus. Unless, Nimdiak, you need my help. I'm fine. Great. Your, your district is the least touched. <laughs> Might I add? They don't know that. <laughs> okay. Thornton, you go ahead and start heading over towards Angus. Nimdiak, it is your turn. Your district is the least touched currently. It's got like 20 mentions broken. I'm gonna go and find my soldier people. Yeah. Uh, agents. Are they battling people still? They are wrestling, like, getting out of people, like, the, uh, commoners are grappling them and they're having to break out of that and still try to break lanterns. How many common people? There's, like, 30 in this market square area. But I mean next to my guys, my agents. About, uh, three or two for each person. I'm gonna do... So wait, do, do my agents have the thing, the, the chop? No? No, your agent don't, can't teleport telepathically. <laughs> well, then I don't want to scare them. So I'm just going to go back and start breaking more lanterns. And I'm going to... Can I throw shuriken off the walls? Um, 
Yes, you absolutely can. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Because I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> Alright. You go ahead and start throwing so, shurikens around. Dexterity check really quick. Crit fail. Well, that's great. <laughs> I have not rolled over a 10. You, yeah, you start throwing these shurikens around, and they go through windows, they go through different areas, they go through doors. Not not much happens until you accidentally run up and, like, hit a lantern, and instead of breaking it, the, the fire just kind of snuffs out because you hit it really hard with your face. You take four points of damage by hitting a lantern post with your face. Sheik and Dipple, on your turn here, the residential district is free. The last few lanterns get struck by the different, um, crow... crowbars? I keep doing that. The different crossbow bolts of the fortress that you left behind. Mm -hmm. And so that district, suddenly all these commoners are like, oh, we, what do we do? Oh. And uh, no one's really there to tell them much, so they're just kind of freaking out because they're just regular commoners. Oh, I just realized I didn't rally the blacksmiths. I'll do that on my next turn. What are you doing on your turn here? Uh, I'm still going for the, the, lanterns, the lanterns on the on second that, one. Yeah, on that floating. It, that's where I am currently headed towards. Five is very easy for you to break. Tell me how you do it. Just narratively describe what looks cool. What do your characters do? Uh, I get out my bow and I just knock two arrows and it at the same time. At the same time, they split. <laughs> oh, they go, oh, you like hold the bow sideways? Yeah. Yes. Very Robin Hood. Pew! You fire the two arrows and they hit directly on the fire. I land and then clap my wings together and the air just blows out the other three. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> cool. Blowing through the glass. The glass case. Well, it shatters the, the glass and then just. Oh my freaking goodness! <laughs> I might need a strength check for that. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit much. That's a bit much. Because she could make two attacks and still have done what she did. Yeah. So narratively, it's fine. But I need a strength check from an eagle. Six. <laughs> <laughs> this very wonderful moment of an eagle just like flapping its wings and nothing. Majestic. <laughs> um, that's great. I'll say that. Well, I get to make two attacks. Oh, you can make two attacks. Go ahead and make another strength check for wind flapping if you'd like. Do it. Or just do an attack. <laughs> or just do an attack. I just smash them with my talons. You can smash two of them. There's still one left over, which means that this fortress is still under mind control. If there's anything else you two can do on your turn, I don't know if you have anything left over. You might have a bonus action. I've got a bonus action dash, so I'll go towards the last one. And that's can both it. of you give me a perception check? Um. And we'll get back to that in a second. Natural 20. Or we'll might do it. get to you it. You also have advantage on sight because I had It does rely on sight. Okay, 19. 19 and a natural 20. We'll just do this now. You both look over because of this high area. You're looking around and seeing as the city below you is becoming darker and darker as the blue lanterns are getting smashed. You look into the center, still brilliantly lit blue, where the administration district is, and you notice. There's... Dipple, you like zoom in with your eyes. You zoom in enhance somehow. Sheik, you at least have eagle eyes, so it kind of makes sense. But you notice on the top of King Grumby's manor, or, or King Bumby's palace, there is Gelder and some mysterious kind of man in a black, like, leather suit who are walking off of the actual roof of the palace. They're walking in midair. Suddenly, the guy with the leather jacket pulls out a key, sticks it forward into the midair, turns it, and opens it. And suddenly you notice there's a hallway in midair. They both walk into the hallway. Everybody quick, look up towards King Brumby's palace. Now. They're not gonna be able to see it. Yeah, you guys aren't gonna see it with all the buildings in your way. Unless you found the, step, the I step up the wind up to the top of a building. Yeah, if you step to wind to the top of a building, yeah, you Yeah, I mean, over. I'm just letting them know. Like, I don't know what they're doing specifically, mm -hmm. but... Any of you can we'll get up on a building at this point. Well, not you, Angus. You're in the middle of combat yeah, with Mr. Of Beastie a, Boy. I'm 
climbing on the building. Okay, <laughs> you two can start to see over at King Bumby's palace. They are two people. You see Gelder and some mysterious man in a leather jacket standing in midair, walking into invisibility. Like, they just disappear as they walk through this doorway. And they close it behind them, and it's invisible. Angus, it is now your turn. Guitar battle is still somewhat happening. What are you doing with this last guy who's basically on his last leg? The, the force field itself is kind of unforming since this guitar battle is coming to an end. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I'm getting kind of tired of this. <laughs> so I just want to take out Blair. Twirl around like fan the gun around my fingers and just go, Pah! Oh, you gotta shoot the barn. Please make an attack. Alright, that is 17 plus 7, so 24 <laughs> to hit. Can you roll for damage? Because that. 34? What? 24. Okay, yeah, no, that hits. Please roll for damage. That is 12 damage. Cool. That's. He's down with a hole in his head. It's a long lasting dirt nap that he is now experiencing. <laughs> the, sh the force field goes away. With your bonus action, you can go ahead and start just running back and smashing lanterns at this point. Just kind yeah. of. Pell-mell through the city, leaving behind, aw, three unconscious bards and one dead. Dead. You don't just get to kill bands when you beat them. <laughs> it's it's the honor system. If you lose me, you die. You don't yeah, deserve honor. Only the best musician can continue. It's natural selection of music. There's only one musician in this town. All right, Thornton. You're actually heading towards Angus, right? I was, but when I noticed that he's kind of doing fine... I think I'm gonna head toward the palace. Cool, awesome. And I'm gonna message um, Clyde and Wilbur. Say, what are you guys seeing? What's going on up there with that tower? What just happened? Well, we saw it. We saw it ourselves. Uh, Gelder was heading up with her with a guy, and and he went in. Anything other than exactly what I saw. Oh yeah, sure. One second. You hear a glugging sound, and then suddenly says, "Oh, I see it. Yeah, there's a tower." And then you overhear Clyde, well, you hear, it's not really much of an overhear, it's not like these are radios, but you hear, yeah, he just drank an invisibility potion, it's kind of the only one I had. Thanks for that, man. Oh, you're welcome! He yeah, drank yeah, yeah. an invisibility potion or a true sight potion? The true sight. That's what I meant to say. They're, they're currently taking off! It's, Ta it's taking floating! off? The tower, it's like one of the fortresses in the sky! It's a floating tower! I crack my knuckles, and I say, uh... Can you throw a light on it? Yeah, but it's still invisible. Great. And I just tell him, do it. And then I put my hands down on my sides and uh, clap thunder and run really fast over the rooftops towards this tower, attempting to jump on it before they can get away. You notice because... It's very far away, I understand this. Yes, you're running through, the light strikes off from the clock tower that they're in, and you can see a little bit of it shining through the smoke that you've caused in this district. So it's like this foggy, hazy, Hollywood light that's kind of shining through. Um, but because of invisibility, it does pass through the actual tower, so you can't get much distance gauged, but you do see the light. Okay. I mean, I just want to... Is it above me? They're moving over the Craftsman district? Or is the smoke covering the whole city almost at this point? Like, it's it's floating over smoke the Smoke is mainly over the Craftsman District. The light is coming from near the Craftsman District, so you're seeing the light shining through the Craftsman District towards the center. They haven't really headed their direction. They're just going up right now. Yeah, I'm just going to run and jump over rooftops till I think I can maybe grab onto something. Okay, like, awesome. Yeah, you're taking your turn to run through. Nimdiak, it is your turn. 
I'm going to continue breaking lanterns. <laughs> or I will say at this point... As I am going, though, I would like to tell the blacksmiths and everything, like, head toward the market district, head to the wealthy district, help them clear lanterns, let's get the city free. Yeah, Nimdiak, I will say, your job becomes a little bit easier as mostly people from the craftsman district show up to break lanterns, but a little bit from the residential also show up. Not only that, thanks to Sheik and Dipple, uh, soon a fortress is also sh- shooting down crossbow bolts. So... There's not much work you will I'm have gonna to do. let them do that, and I'm gonna go towards the, the flying thing. How many feet can you move in a turn? Ooh. Um, 30 is my speed. Bonus action. But I think I can. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think I can do that, right? How much are you moving, Thornton? I move 45 times 3, which is another 45 feet on top of his 90, which is 135 feet. Okay, cool. You both are running towards the palace at this very moment. There's not much else you're doing in your turn, but you're going to get there next turn. Sheik and Dipple, we are back to you. What do you guys want to do? There is one lantern left on this? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to head towards it. How do you break the lantern? I am going to uh, just kind of jump up as high as I can and punch it. Okay. <laughs> a very undramatic send-off for the final lantern our party will be breaking. But you jump up, smash your fist through the freaking glass, and then you snuff the flame. Like, you pi- you pinch the, the little fire. <laughs> did you do the pole vault thing already? Yeah. Oh, nice. She did the pole vault thing, yeah. Alright, that tower is free. It starts also attacking the lanterns in this leftover district, and, you know, you've gotten this almost in the bag. At this point, the city is saving itself. Um, what do you want to do now? I think we need to, you know, kind of fly up to the thing. That was very vague, but... The floating invisible island. <laughs> yes, that. Um, I don't think we need to go there alone. You guys can hear this conversation, technically. So, you, you can... You're not alone. We're headed there. So is How are you going to get up there? We're fast. Uh, but I can get on your back if you bring me. I may need a ride, too. I am becoming a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a wild cheap ability you have? Can you become a modern-day bus with an engine? <laughs> I imagine, like, cars style. You've got, like, eyes in your engine. <laughs> Okay. Ooh, but fleshy on the inside. Beep, beep. Oh, no. <laughs> Ew. It's the magic school bus. It's magic school bus. Yeah. It's normal chairs on the inside. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Normal day? Wait, Miss Frizz? No way! <laughs> Dipple, <laughs> you're jumping on her <laughs> back <laughs> and you're flying over? I, I yes. would like to. Movement speed for Eagle? Um, what, that was like 80. what? 80? 80 feet. Is that just the regular flying speed? Yeah. So with a dash action, you're actually going 160. Okay. So you're, you're, you, as you all begin to get near, you can start to see the other two guys running on rooftops, heading towards the same area. You look like, depending on how fast Thornton is getting, you'll either beat them both, or Thornton will be the first one there. Angus, you're up. The fort field has gone away, most of the lanterns around you have been destroyed, it is very dark, but your dark vision is serving you well in this scenario. Is there one more left? Uh, the other ones are at this point being destroyed by either your five guys. Uh, I want to have my final lantern destroyed. Okay, you can specifically search out, and you'll see this lantern that is positioned on the top of a water fountain. I 
want to go up to and like stand there like a Mexican standoff about to be like McCree and this I do just stare straight down. I do like and have like my fingers on it. And then I do like the dead eye effect where I like do it BAM and like just uh shoot it like that. You bring the, the top and bottom bars of the screen closer together. <laughs> You bring the top and bottom bars of our audio file closer together. Closer together, yeah. <laughs> Which I'll figure out. Go ahead and make an advantage toast. attack, that's all that is. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm, I lost it. Okay, cool. That's 11 plus 7. Um, okay, so 11. Uh, that's 18. You know what, like, a watermelon looks like when it gets shot by a sniper, like that explosion? Yeah, bad. That happens with the flame and glass of this lantern. As far away, you take the shot, you shoot, and then it just... That's the last lantern in this area, and the people of this area, all these rich folk, they are free. Would you like to say anything to them? I want to go up to the, like, is there, like, did I recognize some of the people that hit me with the... Gold? With their stuff, <laughs> their gold? Oh yeah, you notice some people who are crownless and looking at you with their crown on your head. I walk by, I take off my glove, and just smack them with you it. You give them a glove smack? And I just keep, I just walk my little half butt off. How could you allow yourself to be mind-controlled? Thornton, it is your turn. What do you want to do? You're running up? Just just running at this point? So I know that they are coming to pick me up, right? Or is yeah, there a way was... for me to get to... Like, this tower's up in the air. I don't fly. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a monk. That's about as good as I can do. Um, yeah. You could... What you can do is you can run to the top roof of the actual palace at this point and wait for Eagle. I'll do that. Okay. Nimdiok, your turn. You can also get to the actual palace. What are you doing? Can I climb up the outside? Yeah, you can climb up to the roof. You get there a few seconds after uh, Thornton gets there. Okay. Um, so, I am speed. <laughs> you notice that the light shining on it is, like, way up now. So the light is in What do you the mean sky. by this light? The lantern you told, um... Uh, so, so, okay, that's what I thought. So he, like, chucked something up onto the... Oh, no, it's a spotlight. Clyde... Oh, he's pointing at it. He's pointing a spotlight up. Great. So you can see the distance between you and it, wherever it is. Yeah. How high is it, like-ish? It's about 100 feet away. Oh, sorry. Probably more like 80. It's 80 feet away. Can't jump that high. Can't grapple that high. Is there... What is directly around me? Like, directly around you is just the roof. I'm on the roof. Yeah, I mean, like, you've got some flagpoles and stuff, but they reach five feet up higher. It's not much to work with, unless you have a special ability of yourself. Dominic has just presented me with a card of an item that came from before the podcast, the Stone Tablet of Flying. You gave two of those out? There was two. One was used by Angus before the podcast started. This second one, which you got from your treasure hunt quest into the dungeon underneath the Italian town... You take the stone tablet out, you crack it over your knee, it glows, and Nimdiok, you sprout two wings. You can now fly for 60 feet of flying speed every wow. turn. For how long? For... Forever. 10 minutes. Gross. <laughs> you have 10 minutes of flying. What would you like to do with this? I'm going to fly up there. <laughs> okay. Grab him. Can I, can I can I pick him up? You can pick him up. Yes, you'll be moving at half speed. We're going. Let's What's do it. It's like I see you running up to the top of the tower, and you just look down, and you're like, "Oh yeah!" You crunch this tablet <laughs> and just start flying, and I go, 
quick grab me and I like jump off and you grab my hand and oh like over tower. a giant like fall like you're jumping off the yeah, roof yeah off the roof and he grabs him, you and he, we, we you would have fallen like three stories but you yeah. grab him right there and you start heading up towards invisibleness this is like I don't know it's so hard to describe like a fly trying to fly towards a window doesn't know where the glass is yet. Like, you don't know what you're aiming for, really, but you're just flying up that direction. Greetings, Wayfarers. This is your editor-in-chief, your COE, if you will, chief of editing. For our first announcement, I am not sure if you're aware, but we have recently updated our website, which you can find at hoacast.com, with character stats, which we will update as our heroes progress and level up. We also have links to all of our social medias, including our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As well, you can find links that take you to our podcast page on all your favorite listening platforms straight on our website as well. We have an in-depth world history written by Game Master Johnny Chase, individual character backstories written by each of us. Really, is there any reason not to visit the website? I would also like to thank Drawing Conversation for his amazing banner art he did for our podcast. He took a crazy vision I had of us at the table and some honestly limited descriptions of our characters and turned it into an amazing work of art that fully surpasses expectations. I highly recommend you drop by his YouTube channel, Drawing Conversation, where he finds a nerdy topic that he knows a lot about, dives deep into its lore, history of its creation, and fun facts, all while creating a work of art related to the topic. His most recent videos include the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Voltron, and the New Mutants. Again, check him out at Drawing Conversation on YouTube. And finally, I would like to thank BattleBards for their support and the use of our music in this podcast. They have a monthly subscription service that includes a full soundboard and mixer for creating unique soundscapes at the table, as well as a cast feature for online play. You're also able to upload your own content to the mixer for that personal touch, and you get an extra 20% off on all purchases of new music while subscribed. With over 4,000 tracks of soundscapes, effects, and PC scripts, there are hours upon hours of reasons to subscribe. Remember to use coupon code GREETINGSWAYFARERS with no spaces to get 50% off of their monthly subscription. Now, I believe that is all. So allow me to return you to the action. Cheek and Dipple, you are currently flying towards the invisible ship. At this point, how are you going to look for this ship? The spotlight. I'm going to detect powers. Uh-huh, Perfect. Go ahead and mark off a slot for that. Yeah. As you detect powers, you see a giant glowing um, uh, border around this tower, which is kind of like top hat shaped, right? The tower itself is a cylinder, but there is a giant um, structure that it is the floor of it, right? So you could stand okay. on the deck of it, but then go into the tower and then have the tower itself. Okay. She's the only one that can see that, right? She's the only one who can see it, but you can direct, like... Yeah, I'm kind of, like, steering... She, <laughs> like flying. a horse, you're just steering mentally. the neck back and forth. Mentally, yeah. <laughs> like, I got her head, and I'm just like, this way. So mentally, do we know that you have seen the tower and know where yeah, it is? Yeah, pretty much. Then I will tell Dominic, slow up, we'll let them take lead. Nimdiok. I'm, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> you're gonna keep going faster than them? Yeah. I, okay. Can you give me well, a... Well, no, he's not it's faster well, than when them. It's, he is slower. Oh, he has 80 slower. speed, he has 60. This is true. When it, well... And isn't it, didn't you say it was halved with him? Uh, I think I did, yeah. I think it would be. But what are we doing about Andrew who's still on the ground? Oh uh, yeah, how are we fixing the Angus problem? Angus, what are you doing on your turn? Where are you at? Um, I'm currently... You're in the wealthy district. I'm just, I just slapped a bat person, I'm just... Strutting? Yeah, I'm just strumming like, yeah, that's right, I'm Angus Dusklin. Worship me. 
you you notice your you notice your friends are floating up into the sky from the like, castle. Classic. Also, I'd like to say in this moment, all of you. Fly. Wait, what's our group name? We're the Misfits. What? Oh. Misfits. We had decided on the Revengers. The Revengers. You're never the last. We'll come up with it. Um, I look. I'm like, oh, what do you know? I'm gonna go and press my horse butt, and I'm gonna start galloping towards where everyone's going. I'm gonna be like, hey guys, don't forget about me. Angus, you should start taking um some of the people and going towards the administrative district and hitting those lights. So starting a new riot, basically. <laughs> okay, that sounds good actually. Yeah. I want to take out my Suits bagpipes. You should play the song. <laughs> Let's start a riot. <laughs> I want to take out my bagpipes and start like running around, blaring it and be like, follow me. I'm trying. I'm like just running around, like galloping, and I'm telling everybody to follow me to the administration. It's so happening. You've got a mob following you. You're getting up near the actual fortress itself. All four of you at this point are able to land on the actual deck outside, like this platform outside of the actual tower itself. We as all soon as we do, I'm going to start feeling for like a door handle. Mm-hmm. How long does that take me? Uh, a couple of seconds as okay. you kind of reach forward because you saw the front you of the building. Well, I can see an outline of the thing itself. Okay. As soon as I find it, I'm going to pull out my mystery key to see if I can unlock this door. Well, did you check to see if it was locked? It is locked. Cool. Yeah, well, yeah. Please roll a d20. If you get a natural 20, it unlocks. Because you use this mystery key that you don't know what it goes to yet. Five. No. Darn. You're I'm really hoping. I'm going to anchor and drop a rope down. So. Okay. Drops 50 feet. So that if he wants to come later, he's got at least. Oh, you're just much. dropping a 50 yeah. feet rope below. Okay. Yeah. And he um, can see a physical object. Yeah, you can see the rope. Yeah. <laughs> giant snake of a rope just flying through like you know those webs in real life and they're flying through the sky I mean he can see us too right yeah you can see you guys too Um, so I'm just sitting there seeing a rope just hanging up nowhere I'm just like I'm gonna go over by Dipple and try to pick the lock okay this is interesting when it's invisible but go ahead and try with a a disadvantage oh he could do this blind he probably could What what is that just a sleight of hand a lot of lock picking is feeling for it. You don't really have to. You're this not looking true. at the tumblers, you know. Okay, so sleight of hand, and because I'm proficient in it, does that you just add? Me? You add your proficiency bonus. Which okay, is like plus four plus or five six. or something. Plus six. It, yeah, it's plus six for sleight of hand. You've got double. Eighteen. Perfect. Awesome. As you click, click, and you open it up, and now you guys see an actual hallway. The interior is not invisible. You won't have to be like blindly moving around inside. Mind traps. Is that a is that it's a, spell. a spell? It's a spell. Perfect. <laughs> describe it very quickly. What does it just literally show you like a halo effect as well? Just like detect uh, magic. It says if the activator for a trap is the nice side or something. Uh, you sense the presence of any trap within range that is within a line of sight. A trap for the purpose of the spell includes anything that would inflict sudden harm or expect unexpected effect. Uh, you would consider harmful or undesirable. Um, Cool. Yeah. There's yeah. only one. So I just sense it. The entry hall has two statues with axes, and they both glow as if their hands could swivel. Do we see what? Oh, do we see what their <laughs> so activators they, might they be? Probably. Their just activators drop. are on the floor. They probably just drop. So if we just like avoided this, I got it. I go up to the statues and cut their hands off. <laughs> <With my laughs> they axe. clatter to the ground. Now what? 
I just walk over the activators. As you walk over it, their elbows just... They all fly around, but they don't hit you because there's no reach there. I said I should tell you their shoulders. Their shoulders just swivel all over the place. Let's keep moving. You guys walk in through this hallway, and you look up as this spiral staircase heads up. There's multiple doors kind of on every side, but it goes up four stories. Uh, Angus. <laughs> it, it's above you at this point. It's moving laterally in the city, and I there's a room there. to the administration. You are, but the floating rope at this point has is above you. I want to ask everyone, like, hey, should I stay down here and cause some ruckus, or come up there with you and help? I think you've started it already, and I think they can take care of that. I think you should. Alright, cool. So I'm going to turn off my horse butt, and I'm just going to start, like, not even using my legs, just all upper body. Just... Can you reach the rope? You can when you climb up like a tower nearby. I, yeah, so you will, will you make your way up, fighting your way through, pushing lan- like you know, not lanterns, but like people. I don't know. You shove a kid to the floor. You climb <laughs> up. Loser. You jump out of the window, grab onto the rope, and you're only holding on like the very end of it with your oh, hands, yeah. and then you start mm. bicep climbing. Okay, you all. Um, do you want to wait for Angus to join? Actually, no. I'm not that strong. So I'm going to use my legs too. I'm oh, do. very smart. Yeah, I, I'll wait by the door. Um, I'll tell them that. I saw. I'll keep guard just in case anyone comes from outside. You hear voices. It almost sounds argumentative. You hear Gelder's voice, and you also hear this new man. I don't know why that sounded so funny to me. Newman. But this new man's voice. Derek Newman. <laughs> They're arguing, and all you hear is, "You never said you were gonna do this. I, I don't understand. You shouldn't have done this. You have to." And you hear Gelder. Listen, if you don't trust me, then I can take control of myself. This is my tower. You can't do anything. I'm certain of that. It gets quiet for a little bit. And then you hear the sliding of metal. A stab. A gurgle. And then, uh, everybody please make a dexterity saving throw as a body falls down this stair shaft. I'm down by the hallway entrance, so I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) Nineteen. Unless this is a big body. No, it's an average size body. Probably safe. Okay, you're good. Sheik, sorry to say, you get uh, struck by (laughs) a smooth Smooth criminal. criminal. (laughs) (laughs) As the dead body falls onto you, you take six points of damage. Of well, no, I'm sorry. Well, if he's taking, if he's falling, technically, how high is the tower? Four stories up. So that's that's six. I feel like she would just get like slapped in the face by his hand or something. That's 14 points of falling damage that you would take by the slap. It's bludgeoning. The force, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you still an eagle? So far. There was a door. I fit. Yeah, she fits. As a giant eagle? She has to put her like wings like in and kind of waddle. Like... It just gets more awkward from here. Okay, That's well, how about eagle. after he hits me or whatever, I don't... You can I, turn I back to normal. Nimdiok, you notice this fellow. You said it. As Nistrum. The man you were searching for on your own personal quest from the beginning of this podcast. And he is now dead in front of you. You hear a metal door close up on the top floor. And you hear a locked mechanism. What do you all want to do? Anybody? I'm waiting on Angus. Guys. This guy's a bad dude. Is that the guy we were looking for when we first came? Yeah. <laughs> that big chase. Yeah, and now he's dead. So he's well, not that a problem easy. anymore. Gelder's still up there, though. 
yeah, that means Gelder's probably going to be a bigger issue than we assume. If you told me how powerful this guy is and he just stabbed him, Gelder's a big guy. Yeah. Okay, get ready. Angus, you walk into the conversation. I mean, he's heard the whole conversation. <sighs> oh, yeah, you heard the whole thing through mm-hmm. telep- telepathy. Telepathy. Yes. Um, I would like to telepathic down to the people on the ground that we have. What are their names? This is ground control! Wilbur ground control! What's going on up there? To me. We're here. We have Gelder. Hold up. We have Gelder surrounded. Nystrom's dead. Nystrom's dead. And Gelder did it. Oh. So we're going to have to deal with that, but you keep the people on the ground safe. Yeah, we're doing pretty great down here. Uh, we, we almost got the whole city free. You guys did a great job. Keep everybody safe. Get people inside. Just, I don't know what could happen to this tower. So. Okay, boss. Good luck. Thanks. Over and out. He makes a sound with his mouth that you hear. Yeah, Wilbur's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Johnny. Can I search the body, see if there's any clues for anything? Uh, man, you find... There's not clues, no. But as you search him over, this guy was an inventor. He's got really, like, his hands are adventury hands. And uh, you well know, there's, there's tools in his pocket and stuff. That's it. So, wait, can we explain, or can you tell me who this person is? Because I'm unaware. Nistrum, Nistrum was known to be working for the Great One. Mm-hmm. There was not much of a capacity of knowing how he was working for him, besides possibly just inventing something for him. Also, you discovered earlier from our last session that Nistrum is the person who is behind the actual construction of the floating fortresses in this town, and most likely, this floating tower itself. So Nistrum is an inventor, and that was it, and now he's dead. So any lead you could have gotten from him is gone. But Gelder is still upstairs, and you can feel the movement of this ship as you're heading off somewhere you don't know. How fast do we think we're moving? About five miles an hour. So, so... Okay, listen. This may sound really disgusting and brutal, but I have a plan behind it. I want to take his head. Nistrum's? Yeah. Why? Uh, you're going to have to give listen. me a pretty good reason why. There is probably somewhere in the world where we can actually learn the knowledge of a dead creature or whatever. So take his brain and see what he knows. I don't know if that power exists, but there has to be some type of power like that in the world. Huh. You'll have to preserve it. That much I know is, is make sure you have a way to... Don't you have no, a cast on yeah. your back? I've got oh, a, um, a bag of cold, I think. You have a bag of colding, yes. yeah. So, so yeah. give it to me. Colding? Yes, so it's, it's a small... A severed head in a cooler. That's By the way, anything that was in it needs to be taken out now, because this is like a Walmart bag size. And have so. anything in it. Yeah, this is the only thing in it right now. Yeah, so okay. I'm just going to take Bridget and be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Gross. <laughs> uh, she can dipple. As this is happening, and you might like quickly look away, you notice on the wall there is a red gemstone that is big, about the size of a human head. Whoa! And then the stone around it shuts closed. What would you like to do? You're I, in this hallway. I'm gonna try and open it up. As you try to, it is now just regular stone. There was no opening. It's literally just mortar connecting to pits of stone. God, I hate magic. <laughs> he knows we're here. <laughs> I say we climb the staircase. 
All right, you all begin. Who knows we're here? What's the uh, order that you guys are marching in? Uh, I think I should go first. I believe so. I'll go second. How long does your detect powers thing last? It's just on a, an object. No, no, no. Detect, no? detect powers. Hey. Thirty foot range around you, or detect magic. Thirty foot range around you, and it lasts for a minute. Hey, so may I do something when we get to the door? I want to make it look super awesome. I want to blow the door off, and we can all run in. That's an awful idea. What? Because we should try to have as much surprise. He knows we're here. He's watching. I think it'd be pretty surprising if my door blew up. Yeah, but what does that do to you? Like, I mean, really nothing. Like, it we'll, makes you turn around. We'll see when we get to the door. <laughs> Let's head up the stairs. <laughs> all right, our marching order is Thornton, Dipple, then what? I'll go next. Angus, Sheik, Nimdiok. Nimdiak, you hold sure. it from here. Put, put me in the back. Okay. Thornton, you get up to this big iron door at the very top. You pass multiple doors on the way up. You get to this iron door, which is the cockpit door. It is the control of this entire floating tower. It is unlocked. I mean, this yes. is honestly a, a... This is the boss battle. Yeah. Like, it, like, if there was a it's also, it's also save yeah. point, it would be right here. It's also a trap, because he wouldn't, like, he wants us to come in. We heard a locking me mechanism, so is this the door that he's in? It's not a locking mechanism. That's a trap. So, yeah. It's, it's... If the door's unlocked, this door is trapped. I he, say we get on either to... side of the door, open it, and fling it open. I think it's free intimidating it. seeing the, his front door blow up forever. Can we do a perception check to see if there are traps on our side? Um, your tra detect out. traps, is that an instant thing or does that last? Because if it lasts, I could just let you know. Instant. Okay, uh, perception check really quick. It's called find traps, by the way. Um, 21. You do not see any traps. With a 21. <laughs> well, I'll take I'll take but. the confidence on that. All right, let's get ready to rumble. All right, you're standing on two sides and just opening the door. Uh, no, my, I'm going to stand in the out. middle of the door. Okay, because I have advantage on things I can see coming. Cool. I'm I have danger sense. Ready awesome. my short bow. I think two people on either side of the door, me right in the middle. I'm going to rage right as I open it and just kick it in. All right, my swords are out. My are you standing ready. to the side? You should definitely stand on yeah. the side. Yeah, I'll stand on the side. Okay. Because this is a big open column straight down, right? So if one of us were to get yeah. knocked back by any kind of You'd explosion, fall down four floors. Which wouldn't feel good. No. no. You get ready. You're there. Three, two, one. You kick open the door and immediately you see Gelder with his hand holding a fireball as he chucks it right at you. He had a readied action. And I have danger sense. And he's casting um, a heightened level four fireball. A fireball? He's... It's normally level Fire. three. It's he's normally level three. Level he's casting at a higher level, and he's a sorcerer, so he's using heightened, which means you have disadvantage on this. Uh, except which for I have advantage normal. on it. So then a normal check. Sense. Normal check. By the way, this is... This is a death. Everybody actually has to make this save, because I, the fireball... I want to make it clear. I am raging. That is only against physical damage, so I guess it doesn't matter. Hey, John, like, can I quickly like go around, like, go out and... Let me show you a map of this place. Yes, please. You look inside and you see this cockpit, which at the front side of it has a giant glass window that looks outwards with an actual um, desk with all the different instruments on it with a chair that has a giant wheel on the right side of it and then some levers on the left side. He is currently standing outside of the chair, shooting it at you, and um, because of the fireball's distance that it hits, it explodes entirely uh, 
around where you guys are standing. So uh, you all have to make a save. For those of the podcast listeners, dexterity save. There's also a bed and a desk in this room, from what I can see on the map. There is also a bed and a desk in this room. Seventeen. Uh, Johnny, I have rolled a twenty. Okay. Sorry. I rolled an actual twenty. Nice. Dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. You guys have disadvantage, don't they? Oh gosh, you all have disadvantage. Yes. Well, it's heightened. Like, even if we were all like yeah. ready, that's how it works. That's and how it works. Outside. Because he's just doing a normal attack. This is just regular rules. Well, might they want to say that they took the dodge action before <laughs> this? Uh, I would allow that, and then yeah, whatever your first rolls are, we'll take that. So you okay. advantage, but okay. then the disadvantage. I got the same thing both times. Okay. What I is this? Uh, well, I got seventeen, so twenty. Okay. And then beyond. I mean, I rolled one. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, but I have um, evasion, evasion which means so it makes me take half damage. Yeah, absolutely. We're I'm now going to go ahead and roll. What was it? So we all take half damage. Yeah, yeah you all take half damage on 96. Uh, my body is ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody takes 16 points of damage, and now we are in the fray. Thornton, it is your turn. Uh, our buddy is going to be at the end, and so mark him. I I look at him, look at him, and I'm like, oh, I will say actually, yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. What do you want to do? Last time we were here, you were a trusted advisor and a friend, and now I'm gonna kick you out that window. Good luck. And I <laughs> rush him. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make two attacks. You like my sound effects? Oh, dude, I love the sound effects. Twenty. Twenty definitely hits. Please roll for damage. Why don't I just roll the second attack? You can do that too. Twenty. What? I rolled the same number twice. Wow, nice. Good uh, job. Would you also like me to roll for my um, bonus action unarmed strike that I'm gonna make? Oh, dude, please. If you're gonna, I mean, you might as well. Nineteen. Yeah, it hits. <laughs> He's got mage armor, but that that brings him to a smooth fifteen. Yeah, mages suck armor wise. <laughs> uh, oh god, the worst damage I could have rolled. Um, I've got five plus ten. It's fifteen without my unarmed strike. My unarmed strike is a d four. That's four plus five. Okay. Uh, so nine plus fifteen, twenty one. Twenty one points of damage. Nine plus fifteen. Sorry, Jesus, very bad. Twenty four. Points of damage. I'm sorry. Okay. As you just go in with this flurry of blows. Yeah. I also, because I used an attack on my bonus action, have Agile Parry. My AC goes up by two until the start of my next turn. Incredible. So I, I run up and I chink, chink, and then I bring out my hand and punch him in the, in the stomach after that. And then, like, he's kind of dazed, and I bring my axe up, and I, like, stand there ready to defend. Literal definition of a ninja. Yes. Perfect. Uh, you go ahead and strike him all these different times. He takes the damage. Dipple, you watch as your buddy flies in doing this damage. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to run up to the left of... Do we not have to roll initiative again? We're going by what you guys' march order was. Gelder. Yes, how many times you. can you say the name Gelder? Oh, okay. I was trying to... He's at the end. Yeah. Let's okay. restart that. So I run in and I run up to the left side of Gelder, and then I'm just going to try and hit him in the face twice with my staff. Okay, perfect. Make two attacks. Angus, you're up next. Get ready. All right. Um, that is a 13. 
A 13 misses. Okay, and then 19, that one hits. A 19 hits, please roll for damage. And you smack him upside the head. Smack. So that's eight points of damage he takes. All right. This is a very bad miniature, but we're going to use it. <laughs> oh, wait, he's in it. Yeah. All right, eight. Okay, Angus, it is your turn as your buddies are all flying in here. What are you doing? With my horse, but I won't run in there and try to kick him through the window. Uh, okay, so then please make a athletics check with horse abilities. Wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me what the number is. He's about to use an ability. He's going to try. You need to make a, a wisdom saving throw. Otherwise, he's going to mind control you to attack one of the ones next to him. Whoa. What? Yes, he's going to do that right what now. What specific wisdom? Wisdom saving throw. Oh, okay. That is a 17. You succeed. In a moment, you were about to kick one of your friends out of the window, but now you're aimed towards him. Tell me what the number is. It was 21. Okay, there you go. His defense was a 16. So, you kick him, his chair crumbles beneath him, and he hits the window. This isn't an immediate- well, let's see, what do you- Yeah, no, he'll fly out of the window. I'm gonna let this happen. He flies out of the window, and then he's gonna use his reaction to do Featherfall. And okay. he's now going down below. Alright, Sheik, it is your turn. I'm just hearing like- I'd like to use Blight. You can't see him, so you'll have to move up closer to him. Well, I'll use my Awesome. To where I can see him. He will make a constitution saving throw, which, uh, suck a doodly dude. Um. What do you have disadvantage 15. since he's fallen? No. No! <laughs> Not a constitution check. 15. That succeeded. He takes. Does that go up with Half as much damage. It no. goes up with your wisdom, if okay. you've increased your wisdom. So please roll 4d8. He takes that much damage. You can. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Roll eight d eight. It's the same thing. Yes. Technically, four d eight and eight d eight halved are not the same number. Dang. I just threw them out there. Is that the full damage or the half? The full damage. That's the full. Okay. 37 halved would be... Uh, 19. 19. Alright. Oh my goodness. So he's falling in midair, slowly, mind you, and you just go, zap, and he <laughs> he gets all... He, this has happened he's to him twice shriveled. now? Isn't yes. this the second time that this has happened to him? God, he's he, gotta hate this spell by he now. He hates it, man. It's like annoying at this point. Alright. Um, if that's your turn, we got Nimdiok, and then it's his turn. Yeah. Okay, Nimbiak, what are you doing? I still have some time to fly, right? Yeah. I mean, it was a while. That's right. Yeah, so I'm definitely flying out the window. You fly out the window. Do you want to grab me on your way out and drop me on him? If you fall? <laughs> uh, I, I can do some cool things. There is a platform. It's invisible, but there is a platform at the base of this whole tower. You'd land on that. You'd only take four stories of fall damage. Which... Freaking Thordon can handle. Okay, I'm gonna grab. He's slow falling. It's not like he's a mobile target. You're okay. falling full. You'll have to grab on if you're gonna. I don't need to grab on. I gotta hit him with an axe and hold on to the axe. <laughs> Assuming. I mean, stays. I'm, I'm 
bringing him with me. So I grab him as I'm flying out the window. Okay. Take me again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You grab like the back of his Take like, me shirt. Away. <laughs> All right, are you just dropping it, uh, Thornton, and then he, going on? Yeah, I'm gonna drop him, and then that's my sweet escape. After I drop, <laughs> after I drop him, I want to fly under. Okay. Um, what's his name? Gelder. 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 You fly faster than his fall speed, and you get under him. Now what do you want to do? Do I still have an action? You have an action. Sweet. Miraculously. Okay. I'm going to use... Blur. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. Awesome. So that's disadvantage to attack you, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, It is now his turn. As he is falling slowly... um, the with the feather okay with the feather fall he's actually going to get to the ground by this point because of how far of a distance that is it's sixty feet per turn he hits the ground he looks around at you all. Thornton falling. Uh, Thornton happened on my turn. Thornton will fall in the next turn. Okay. Um, one second. Okay, he casts confusion, but he's going to do a quickened confusion, so he only uses his bonus action to do this. Where's he centering it? Uh, he's centering it like in between, like. Basically where you are, right? So where the people in the actual cockpit will get impacted, I think actually Nimdiok and himself is the only ones who aren't going to be impacted by this. Even though they're inside the building? Yeah, it's a, it's a, yes. Oh, shoot. Well, he can target an area and then it'll spread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a 10-foot radius, so he can cover like 20 feet. Basically what he's going to do is get this area. Which so I'm technically in. Mm-hmm. It's only going to get uh, Sheik, Dipple, I mean, it's gonna get all of us except for Nimdiak. Angus, you were up there too, right? Yep. Yeah, we're everybody except for Nimdiak. Please make a wisdom saving throw, or else you're gonna get confused. Not my best friend. Well, you would still you would add your wisdom. Oh, so not a natural twenty. Okay. She's kind of boned. She's kind of boned. I'm kind of boned. Fourteen. Eleven. Oh boy. You're all very confused. Angus is confused? No, not Angus. Angus is fine. He fights this off. But you three are currently confused, which means that you can't take reactions, and you must roll a d10 at the start of each of your turns to determine what's going to happen for that turn. And then at the end, you can make the save again. Yes. Oh, Thornton, you're confused while falling. That's interesting. Not fun for my brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's like a real trippy experience. Like, <laughs> He did confusion as a bonus action. As his action, he's going to do a cantrip, which is um, Firebolt, right towards you, Nimdiok. So as you're falling, you still can do everything? Yeah. Okay. He's more of like slowly drifting to the ground. He already made That's a 24 oh. towards Nimdiok. Does that hit you? Is that with disadvantage? Disadvantage? Oh, you're right. Where? Thank you. That is much lower. It's a smart play to play that, or to cast that spell. That's a 14. Nope. 15. Nope. Alright. <laughs> nice. He misses, and as he shoots this firebolt, it flies directly past you, as you just, you duck out of the way, because you're all blurry boy. Uh, and now he's going to take his movement, and just run around the actual tower, like did over he, to the other side. Did he land then? Yeah, he landed. He's on the floor. Okay. Is that not part of movement falling? Mm-hmm. So... Another question. Yes. If he's landing, he's landing next to me because I went right under him. Do I get an opportunity attack? Yes. You do. Awesome. And so, you should just make a grapple as an opportunity. Is that? I was gonna say, can I just do anything as my opportunity attack? Can I tackle him? Um, 
Yeah, go ahead. Make a fake. Make an the, athletic. The way check. grapple is worded is as part of your attack action, you can attempt to grapple a creature. Well, this isn't an attack action. The opportunity attack literally is just oh, making attack with the weapon on hand. Okay. You you rule what you want to rule. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a four. <laughs> okay, cool. So he's running away. You try to make a slash at him, but it doesn't hit. Uh, Thordin, you're falling. And I can't get up. Can you please roll a d10 to see how confused you are? Hopefully not very. Very. I got a four. Okay. The creature doesn't move or take actions this turn. You can't do anything. I splat on the ground. But you can splat on the ground without protecting yourself. Like, you're just a stoic body <laughs> hitting the ground hard. What's great is I raged up top. This turn I'm going to take some damage. Which ah. keeps me angry. <laughs> yes, that is helpful. <laughs> okay. I'm angry, but I'm confused as to why. 15 bludgeoning damage. Uh, let's call that... Seven and make it a day. Dipple, it is your turn. What are you gonna do? What is that? On a D10. The ship is getting faster, by the way. Okay, on a D10, a zero? That's a ten? That's a ten, yes. Cool. The creature can act and move normally. You actually overcome it for this moment. Next turn you'll still have to do another D10 roll, oh, but right now make, you're normal. Save okay, so where turn. is he? Yeah. Yeah. Mean, Sorry, make the save at the end of your turn. At the end of your turn, you're gonna make another save to see if you overcome if confusion. You can, you can over you can overcome it, it. Uh, if you pass it. I'm good. <laughs> so, as in, you're not... I got a nine. Okay, you, you're kind of drooling on the floor. Where is he? With some blood. He's, yeah, he is run around the corner at this point. He's about, uh, well, his movement speed is 30 feet. He's 30 feet away. Okay, I am going to... Well, not from you. He's a farther away from you because you're up in the no, window. Um, I'm going to take all of everything that I can to get down to the bottom. I can cast Featherfall on you, okay. and then you can um, jump down. So I've got 25 confused, uh, speed of I'm movement. I'm not confused. So that's 25, 50, 75 feet that I can move Okay. through however many stories that can carry. Oh, you're going down the stairs? Yeah, I'm going down the stairs. Perfect. Yeah, you can run down the stairs and go ahead with 75 feet of movement. You can go outside, go around, and meet him on the other side. You're now at his face. Arrow? Uh-huh. Well, and no, then you, you, honey, you can't. You took your action and bonus Oh, action yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, you're there. I'm he there. sees you. He's scared. Angus, it is your turn. You're free from all the confusion. Okay, wait, so, by the way, Dipple, please make a save to oh, see yeah, if you right. save against it. Ten? That does not succeed. And you are still... Fourteen? That does not succeed. You are still confused. What's this ship doing right now? It is moving Ooh. faster and faster, and it's just heading out. You're no longer over top of Dare Sound anymore. You actually, by the way, looking out this area, you look down at the forest nearby and you can see your pirate ship as you're sailing past it. Oh, great. I want to take Fire. controls and just shove, just drive this thing to the ground. Okay. Let me actually explain the controls. You see a chair. Well, you don't see a chair. You kick the chair away. You see the, the bottom of the chair, the cushion. On its right, there's a giant steering wheel. It basically looks like, imagine a wheelchair. Like you would push this wheel right to your right. On the left, there is a lever of some sort that would go forward and backwards and on the floor there are two pedals one for each foot what do you want to control i'll take the wheel and just spin it spin it forward yeah good choice you're now going down everybody is now experiencing zero gravity as it falls out from under you oh that fast yes i mean he did just like uh um so all of you, all of you are now about like a couple feet up higher. Angus specifically, you're gonna take one d six points of bludgeoning damage as you hit the ceiling. Right. I'm just like, whoa, the ground. <laughs> What's happening? You're dude, you're so like out of it right now. 
this is this is funny time with Thoradin. Yeah. You take three points of damage as you hit the ceiling. Okay, is that all you're doing on your turn? Because that's 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 I'm not much. I'm after like a hit. I'm gonna grab onto something to hold and brace myself. Okay, you brace yourself as everything in your room. By the way, like the bed and like the table and everything, like the books and the bookcase, they all are like floating up in zero gravity. Sheik, what are you right now? Are you are you normal? Yeah. Okay. You're floating up as the ground, let me remind you, the invisible ground below you disappears. She is also confused. Oh yeah, can you please roll a d10? Uh, okay. No, but you can't move or take actions this turn. Okay. I think that still allows you to do a bonus action, though. No. No? Actions. Oh, that is a pluralized, isn't it? Essentially, that states you do nothing this turn. As you are in the midair, you are also experiencing this confusion, and, like, everything is, like, uh, drunk vision at this point. Okay, next up. Wait. She has to try and save against it. Yeah, she does. Thank you. Let's roll that again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. Um, do I add wisdom? Yes, saving, you do. Saving throw? Yes. Okay, so that's... 14 does not... 14. It does not beat it, no. Nimbiok, it is now your turn. As you literally look around yourself, you're floating in the air because everything fell out from under you, and you notice Sheik, and you know- wait, Sheik, are you up in the- I'm in the tower. Yeah, you're in the tower. You notice Thoradin just going- ah. <laughs> He's f- <laughs> flying next to you. What are you doing? So is he falling? You're all falling. Well, I'm flying. The floor is just fall- oh, you are flying! <laughs> Yeah, so there's actually this weird moment where everything falls out except for you, so you're, like, up higher now. Well, I was outside already, mm-hmm. Yeah. so is it just me, Thoradin, and Gelder outside? And Dipple. Dipple's she just around the corner. The yeah. So Dipple's falling. Yes. On this deck. Yes. I'm also falling. Okay, I am going to use Mind Spike Okay. Whoa. Gelder. Okay. Okabra. Is this new new thing you got? Yes. Wisdom saving throw. He will do that. Sorry, that was 13. Uh, 19. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> on a fail... Oh, half as much on a successful one. You still can do 3d8 and then you half that damage. So you go and you try to hit him in the mind, but that's kind of the one thing he is good at, the mind. 12, so 6. 6 points of damage, alright, I will calculate that in. Uh, Dipple. Oh, is there anything else you can turn? Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Where are they at? She, she We're is... essentially on opposite sides of the... Mm-hmm. So wait, is there If you look at a clock right now, you are at the 12 o'clock. Uh, Dipple and Gelder are at the three o'clock, and then you mean six? Six, or yeah. Would it be? It doesn't three? matter. It's Dipple either of the right angles. Oh, Gelder. at a right angle. Okay. I, d- yeah. And then uh, Thornton is right next to you, and then everybody else, Angus and Sheik, the are up in the tower above you. So it's really just a right angle thing we're talking about here. Okay, but Dipple's next to Gelder. Right next to him. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna grab Thornton because he's falling. Yeah, he is falling. You can go and grab onto him as he's just like limp in your arms. Yeah, and we're gonna fight. Alright, you're now over top of them. This is a near the force. We get to have some midair action now. Dipple, you look up 
In your you're actually not confused in the very moment, but you look up and you see as Gelder has this like headache moment that's incited by Nimdiok. Then he looks towards you. He's gonna do honestly another fireball. He's gonna do a quickened fireball in Serenity's face. There you go, Matt. Basically, because you're above him, he's gonna do it like okay. So you and Serenity, oh sorry, Dipple and Gelder are right next to each other. Above them is Thordan and Nimdiok. He's going to th- make the explosion happen closer to Thordan and Nimdiok, but enough to where the bottom of that circle does interact with what a nerd. Dipple. Everybody please make a dexterity saving throw as he does this quicken, so he still has his action left over. This is just a bonus action. Am I allowed to do that while I'm confused? Yeah, you can still do it. I think so. 24? Oh. Well, no, this still works. Yeah. Um, 24 succeeds. 18. Succeeds. I may be dumb, but I ain't stupid. Even with my advantage, I only got an 8. That does not succeed, so you're going to take full damage here. I apologize. He's throwing everything out here. Yeah. Fireballs. They hurt. Mm-hmm. Is this a 8 or a level 3 fireball? Yeah. 8d6. Fireball! Alright. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of ones. Good. Don't re-roll them. No, I had to roll the second <laughs> half of it. I'm only rolling four dice at a time. Uh... Jeez, that's only 22. All right, 22 damage. You take the full amount, everybody else takes 11. I take zero. With his bonus action, he's going to do... Shocking Grasp on you, Dipple. You're right in front of him. He's going to reach forward and try to electrocute you with his hand. So, he reaches forward, he hits with his 19, and now you're going to take 3d8 lightning damage. You can't take reactions. Well, I thought it was going to be like a saving throw. Nah, he just reaches forward and does the attack. 16 points of damage. Lightning. Holy crap! As you get shocked. And now, you're kind of literally having this little bit of a shock moment where you can't take a reaction, so he's going to... So what level did he... There's not much he can do while falling, but he is going to, like, glide slightly away from you at this point. And that's his turn. He's what, still feather falling. What level did he use shocking grasp? He's not still feather falling. No, he'll have to do that again. He was on the floor. What level did he do shocking grasp? Yeah, just cantrip. But that only does one oh, eight. It, the higher level you are, the higher it goes up. Damage. Yeah. Yeah. Cantrips a, do that. He's like a level nine sword. Cantrips level with you. Cantrips level with you. Most, not all. Okay. Any damage cantrip will. Most, Most. not all. Okay. Thorden, it is your turn. Please roll a d10. And Please see what wake up, Thoradin! Two! <laughs> Creature doesn't move or take actions this turn. I'll make a wisdom saving throw. Johnny, I hate the spell confusion. Uh-huh. He's He's got Heck stuff. you, 15. 15 does not succeed. Great. I'm sorry, Dipple, it is your turn. Please make a d10 roll. Punch me in the face. Wake me up. <laughs> wake me up. 10, you can act and move normally. You are just overcoming this very well. You've got How a smart mind. does confusion last? Uh, one minute. Oh, right. The whole thing. <laughs> I am going to um, attack using both my actions, or both my attacks, uh, with my short bow, and I am going to cast Hail of Thorns. Okay, awesome. That was a funny face. Uh, 13. 13, that's not And then 19 plus 9. That definitely hits roll for damage. Angus. Oh boy. It's your turn. You've just made the ship fall 30 feet Did very it hit quickly. The ground yet? It's not hitting the ground yet. You're about, uh, well, like 60 feet away from the ground. 
but you're currently pushed up against the ceiling. I want to... I do have an extra... 13 points uh, of damage. Thank you. What is, uh, Mei-chan, what type of... Is that cantrip? Um... Natural 20, I'm not confused. Awesome, yes, you are totally not confused anymore. Not that you ever were. <laughs> you went very well against that. Like, you no, you yeah. had no negative effects but from it, that. But it can't do anything. What are you doing? Okay, what are you saying? What's Mage Hand? Is it a cantrip? Mage Hand is a cantrip, yes. You can I use can it for an action. Yeah. I want to take Mage Hand, send it out, and push the thrusters even faster. You push it forward? Yeah. So suddenly... Wait, Mage Hand only pushes five pounds? <laughs> yeah, he can. It's just, it's just a lever. Oh, oh, oh! So you reach left to the throttle of the ship, and you make it go faster. You guys are now not only falling, but you're going faster sideways, which means you're gonna have a meteorite Crash of a landing. landing. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. We're people <laughs> who have flash. <laughs> no, seriously, this okay, is gonna be intense. Hold up. Let me, never mind, Let me cast. Featherfall. You know it hurts to fall, brain. right? Okay, let me cast uh, Featherfall on me and Brie, okay? Just the two of you, then. Just the two of us, yeah. Wait, hold up. No, we're over the forest right now, right? That's what you said. You're passing the forest, yes. Yeah, we're not even close to y'all. Well, sorry. You're going north right now. We're all You're moving on the away same from trees. ship, dude. Oh, we're uh, all on the same ship, we're yes. We're falling at your velocity. Just because it started falling doesn't mean we got left behind. You're going down faster they than they're falling. They landed on the base. There was a base to it. They didn't just fall. Angus, on your next turn, it'll hit the ground. Thruster. God. There we go. Uh, so you're going to use your reaction to do Featherfall for you two? Uh... Uh, is it just people I can? Uh, you could jump out and catch eyes on a couple people. Make it go within fast haste, enough to kill within sixty feet. Just kill an elder. Yeah, you can just choose up to five fallen creatures. A fallen creature's radius. Yeah, sixty, 60 feet. feet. So I don't have to see them. They just have to be in sixty feet. So I want to choose everyone. Okay, you choose everyone. You are still trapped inside of the falling machine, though. So you will want to get out. Otherwise, you're gonna get crushed by it. The roof will crumble down onto you. So, you and hey, Sheik need to get the heck out of there. After my turn, it's going to be your turn, so can you, like, grab me and, like, let's get out of there? GTFO. <laughs> Sheik, it is now your turn. Featherfall is enacted, so you're falling slower, which just means you're getting pressed into the ceiling more. What do you want to do? Please roll d10, oh my gosh. To see if you get confused. Two. Two? <laughs> oh, wait, you're confused. I am. That's why I said I'll try. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, guys. Sheik. You can't move or do anything this turn. You're you're catatonic on the ceiling. Nimdiok, it is your turn. What do you want to do? She has to make a save to see if she's Please make a save, yes. See if you're still confused. Thank you, Thomas, for reminding me. Yep. Twenty. Twenty. So you're now out of the confusion for your next turn. Nimdiok. Damn. <laughs> Wait, John, quick question. Will it crash uh, as soon as it's my turn? Yes. Because I could do an act or since we're in X I could grab uh, Sheik, and we can duck, like, into the little alley, so we're not, like, if it does crush in, at least we're going to be on the, like, farthest back. Um, I will say when it becomes your turn and the crashing is happening, you can have a dexterity saving throw to attempt that, but you're gonna have to beat an 18. Okay. Hey, Johnny, is this how you expected this fight to go? <laughs> not at all. Nimdiok, it is now your turn. 
Okay. Oh, then it's about to be his turn, which means he can do more damage. Ooh, I'm how? <laughs> I'm gonna kill a character. <laughs> See, normally, I... a 5v1 boss fight wouldn't be all that interesting because we just wail on him until he dies, but we have Angus on our team. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that in he... there. <laughs> he always works for the boss. <laughs> so, I'm gonna use... Mind spike once again. Alright, he has to make a save, right? Yep. Are you sure you weren't confused? He succeeds. <laughs> Go ahead and do the half damage. Dominic told me to blow up the ship. I'm gonna blow up. I don't up. remember that. 18, <sighs> so 9. Why does he take half damage? Hmm? Because he succeeded. He oh, succeeded the okay. save. Right. So 9 points of damage. Alright. Anything else on your turn before we get on? I mean. We are not flying on the ship. No. no. You're holding Thornton, I'm, right? I'm holding him. Yeah, you're you're so, separated from that yeah. mess. So we're going down behind it. Yep. You want to drop me and save someone else? I can land in a tree and probably be okay. How high are we? <laughs> uh, you are currently about 60 feet in the air. How much damage is that? <clears throat> That's 66 of bludgeoning, which for me would be half of that. I wouldn't like it. <laughs> it would be 66 of damage? Yes. You'd almost be fireballing me. Yeah. That I can't save because... How many health points do you have? <laughs> 32. Maybe drop a couple feet? What are you planning how far, to do? How far am I from the ship? He wants Feet to drop wise. me so that he can save Serenity or someone else. Uh, from the deck well, no, of the, the ship? We're all slow falling. We're slow yeah, we're well, all okay. in the thing. He got all of us, though. You could drop me and I am literally slow. Oh, yeah, okay, yes. so I'm dropping yeah. him. Okay, you let go of the Thornton and his feather falling. We're gonna get crushed. Oh, the sky. <laughs> they're inside. Yes, they're crushed. inside. How far is that? You said... You can fly right around and get inside the room. Can I get back out? Uh, how much movement speed are you gonna use? All of it. <laughs> okay, you can use. I can. I can do my bonus action also. You can use your bonus action and your regular movement and get in and get out. Your action can be used to grab these fine folk. Okay, and she's she's, fine. she's outside. She's fine. She's, fine. Okay. she's just fallen. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm doing that. Taking, flying in, grabbing them, flying out. All right, Nimdiok, you just Superman on your way inside. You grab both of them by the back of their shirts and fly them out at this throw them out the window. Quick last moment before, like in a couple of seconds, it's crashing down, hurling to the ground. But you fly out. You're all safe currently, and it's now Gelder's turn. Gelder, ah, I'm gonna. I, so John. So Gelder's only near Devil right now. Yes. I want to, like, get a picture of the well, scene. Well, so yes. Here's the picture of the scene. Does the ship, like, crash through the forest, making a clearing as it goes? Just going straight down. And we all just sort of land at different points in this massive burning clearing. And just look at each other. It's not fallen yet. It's not fallen yet. Okay. Wait, we'll get to that on Angus's turn. turn. Okay. It's going straight down. Right now it's we're still like falling. Gelder, the closest people he's to, is Thordon, who is above him. And Dipple, who's also technically above him, because you two are feather falling, so you're slower than he is. He is going to use his reaction to feather fall. 
He is going to use his action. This is tough. There's not much he can do. Oh no! That's so evil! I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Don't be like that. He has to spell magic. He can only dispel that on a single target, though. He can only do that on a single target, yes. Fine. So, he's going to use his action to dispel on the closest person to him. Dipple, you are falling. Okay. Free falling. Cool. That is his turn. Oh god, and she's the lowest health character. I'm sorry, but he's evil. I mean, of course he is. Thornton, it is your turn. You notice that <clears throat> Dipple is now falling at a faster rate of speed. But do I also notice that the ground is getting really close? <laughs> Here's what you notice in your confused state. Well, roll d10 to see how confused you are. And then I'll tell you what you notice. Seven. Okay, so seven. The That's character. new. You do have to use its action to attack the randomly chosen creature within reach, which is no one unless you have a throwing weapon. Well, wait, within room. reach of a melee attack? Yeah, you so can't. So then I can't use my action. You literally swing your <laughs> arms around like, ah! Well, no, wouldn't it be that I just don't make an attack? Yeah, you just don't make an attack. So I still have my action. It, it, if Here's there is no creature within reach, the creature does nothing this turn. <laughs> no movement? You're you falling? define does nothing. So I hit the ground. You do get to, that is a something, so I guess you can't hit the ground either. This is a caveat. You've broken my game. Oh, great. You never touch the floor. <laughs> no. uh, please roll but to save. I will attempt to save out of mind control, because I'm or confusion, because I'm very tired of this. Wow, I don't. Dipple! You're falling fast. This has been a great fight for Thoradin. You're not confused. It's okay. a good thing last episode. This is the last fight. turn before everything crashes Come, into the floor. Comes crash down, literally. Okay, so... I am wearing a cape, a very large cape that I got from King Brumby's closet. Oh gosh, yeah. I am going to reach behind me, grab it, and fumble for the corners as fastly as I can to kind of create a parachute type thing to at least slow my falling a little. You gotta admit, do anything. <laughs> you can't slow down, but I will let this wingsuit. You can direct yourself, but you're not slowing down. Go for the downwards. trees. <laughs> Trees are going to slow your fall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go... Or if there's water nearby, go into the... It, there's not water nearby, is there? Um, ah. I mean, it's still... Okay, hitting water from this height is yeah. still bricks, it's right? It's not like Minecraft? It's not like Minecraft, yeah, I mean, no. it's, better than, it's better than a hard thing. I mean, yeah, you're... Well, no, actually, in real life, isn't it trees oh. you're supposed to go to? It's like, yes. it's spongy. Water would, water would be worse. Water would yeah. be worse. Water would be worse than trees. Because of the surface tension. I Depending on how you just, it. like... Bank left as hard as I can. That way, I can just kind of like spiral, spiral my way down. Okay. So I don't full force just smack. I will remove maybe one or two of the falling damage dice okay. for cool. that. That is good. That's all I'm doing. That's all, all you're I doing. Do. And now it is the chosen one's turn. Let me describe this Angus. beautiful scene. Okay, Angus, you have now just sent a very expensive tower of machinery to its doom. You guys wouldn't have known this. I actually put in, like, how it ran in case you wanted to somehow... It, it was stuck going Use on its course. Afterwards. If you wanted to somehow redirect its course because he'd locked the, the actual controls. And you wouldn't have known this, but he made it head straight for Tuberstone. It was on a crash he course. Gonna he was going to have it had a crash so course. So he Captain America us. Yes. <laughs> so, Thor Angus, you have now stopped the bad guy's plan for that element of it. <laughs> but at the same time, this has a giant forge at its base that was actually controlling 
what you wouldn't know, there was air elementals that were allowing it to float, and they were controlled by heat. So there's a giant forge on the first level floor that is now <laughs> going to literally explode when it hits the ground. It's like oh. a bomb. It's like a nuclear bomb. <laughs> it hits the ground? This is making Angus so happy. He just, he can now, he just made almost die in an explosion. I don't care. This made Angus so happy. Oh my gosh. This falling right now, as the wind is battering, like that wind sound effect as it batters next to your ears as you're falling down, and this giant tower that's invisible becomes not invisible the second it crumbles into the ground. The invisibility shapeshifts out of it, and now it's this crashing explosion. The explosion causes debris to fly across the forest, and uh, your, your pirate ship in the distance suddenly freaks the heck out. Let's go cinematically over there. All of the goblins, they're like mad cats, feral cats, running around, skittering around, scratching the pirates. And the actual cats are like mad The cats. actual cats are actually more chill than the goblins. The goblins are going insane. The pirates are like freaking out with this explosion that just happened in the distance. Um, they see the rising fireball, and you, you see um, Redbeard kind of speak over to the other guys. They're like, you mean Red Cheek? Red Cheek, yes. Red Cheek speaks over to the other pirates and says, Hey, we've been here for a few days. Look what you found out. Oh yeah, dude! And so all the pirates get at the helm, set sail, and they start heading over to the giant fireball. Uh, so how big was this explosion? The explosion was... Imagine, like, you know, the, the stereotypical gas station explosion? It's that. Big fireball. Yes. Not very distant. No. But very up. Very up. All of you are slowly falling over this lit forest except for Dipple. <sighs> this... Well, no, I learned it. Dipple and I learned it. Uh, it was 80 feet up. The 60 feet you fall in fall feather fall means none of you hit the ground yet, except for Dipple. 80 feet would be 86. I'm subtracting 2d6 because of your spiral screwdriver technique. This is still 66. The only way I stay alive here is if he rolls all ones. Remember, going unconscious is different from death. Okay, the only way I stay conscious is if you roll all ones. Ugh! Why don't I roll this high for the fireballs? Yeah, I don't is it know. More than seven? It's more than seven. I don't think. I am unconscious. Like Seventy though. How much? Oh no, she won't insta die. Yeah. It is twenty-two. She's not instantly dead. Okay, good. You all have this despairing moment where you see your comrade fall, plummet. Basically, well, it's trying to spiral, but it's she more like to save herself. It's like a spinning body falling. And then we just hear. Boom. You hear a crack of a tree and a thud. The rest of you, besides Dipple, all land down. Your feet plant down safely, no damage. Delder looks up at you. His, you know, himself scarred. You're all scarred from this damage, burnt up from his fireballs. You look across each other in this flaming forest that surrounds you. Everybody roll for initiative. Am I still technically in initiative because... Yes, because you're going to have to make death saving throws. Wow, that sucks that Dipple's first. Where's he in the initiative? I have to roll for that, yeah. 14. Angus, what'd you get? 15. Okay, Dipple, your first death saving throw. Five. That's a fail. That's one failure. Sheik, it is your turn. He needs to make a constitution saving throw. He needs to make a constitution saving throw? He will. Why? Because I cast Blight again. <laughs> <laughs> That's like... Murder him! He's gonna counterspell this. This doesn't happen. Great. Wait, what level is it? It's a level four. Okay, he has to roll for that. <laughs> so, level four, he has to beat a 14. He doesn't. It happens. He's oh. dead! Roll for damage. 
So we've got 39, <laughs> half to 20. Yes. As you go ahead, and you reach forward, and as dry as this area is, it's not too difficult to make him a super dry. You reach forward, you pull the last little bit of moisture out, dealing so much damage that it kills him outright. What would you like to say in this moment? Moisturize me. (laughs) (laughs) Dipple, like, whispers that in her unconscious state. (laughs) In my mind, you guys can still hear. Yeah, of course. His withered form. We always win. (laughs) We always win. He falls forward. Dirt nap. He's on the ground. Uh, Does he fall apart? Like, a pinky falls off, yeah. Well, I mean, I used it twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's kind of like like bacon at this point. I right? just it's like like reach a fist up and go yeah, <laughs> and then I look down at Dipple. So are we out of initiative? <sighs> I rush to Dipple. Yes, yes. Rush. So you are out of initiative. Yeah, I'm run. running over and I'm cutting his head off. It's what gone. Up with you. We we now hey, have. I don't want this guy coming back for any reason. <laughs> I, Sorry, Kat. Chest compressions. Yes. You chest um, compressions. Please make I a medicine check. Hey, uh, wounds? uh, yeah, I was gonna say I have cure wounds also. That's, I mean, it doesn't matter character-wise. That's what I do. Um, okay, as he's doing that, cure wounds. <laughs> cure wounds. <laughs> yeah, Go ahead and roll for the help. I'll, I'll make him. I'll make him seem like he's doing it. <laughs> what, it fails. What do I? What do I do? Uh, you, you roll for the health. Yeah, but how much 28. is it? I don't have the. 1d8 plus your power mod. You have a healing okay. spell? I do. That's yeah, what I got with my last thing, because I was like, definitely. <laughs> oh, nice. Now we've got a lot of you guys plus can heal. That's really good. Four. Okay. You say your back conscience. Con- conscious. Con- You're back conscious. <laughs> You're back with the land of <laughs> the living. Four health. <laughs> you gasp for breath, Dipple. Oh, you hurt. Yeah. This is bad. I was about to be like, ouch. You might even have some broken bones. <laughs> like, this is really bad. You just fell out of the sky. Mushroom soup won't fix this one. No. <laughs> Rest. Rest will fix this one. <laughs> you are now surrounded by this flaming forest, and after a while, you hear a familiar rumbling noise <laughs> as up comes the Boar's End pirate ship, and you hear a voice speak out, Oi! It's you, blokes! Get a gurney down here! Aye, aye! <laughs> That's the I, conversation. I'm not yeah. sitting up. Like, yeah. I'm I don't just think you can. Here. The, go- the, the dwarves, not the dwarves, the pirates all get off the pirate ship. They bring some medical supplies, get you to an area, and you are set up in a hammock inside the pirate ship itself. Angus, as you rejoin as the, pirate, as the captain of the ship, what would you like to say? We might want to go back to the city and check how they're doing. That might be good. What? What? City? Let's get the hell back in there. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be smart to leave a burning wreckage of magical power out in the forest. I mean, what's the magical? City. Like, go is there still the magical stuff? You, you and I can room. stay behind. It's and we can all destroyed. It. Like, it just crashed to the ground. Was that red gem? At the very least, I'm staying behind to check. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Thornton, you look through the wreckage, and you can find the main area of all the stonework that has now been crumbled down. You see the destroyed forge itself. You see these giant, um, broken, like, uh, aquariums that at one point held air elementals, but now are very free. This wind blowing away from this area is sentient wind. 
wind creatures that fly by you, and you can hear their kind of screams of relief. Oh, great. As they've now been freed from this. I give them a big thumbs, thumbs up. They give you a bunch of air thumbs. Great! <laughs> you reach up to the area where the actual helm of this ship was, and it is destroyed. The bed is splinters. Any, the desk and all this stuff is just completely disheveled. Give me a perception check. You know I got a crit. No way! <laughs> you know it. You seriously you did? Know, you yes. know I got a crit, yes. 20. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I thought we weren't going to be able to look at this stuff. I was just- <laughs> You know I got a crit, 20! I, I thought this was gone. Hey, baby. Okay. <clears throat> you search through the wreckage. And Thornton, with those eagle eyes, <laughs> you notice that around and inside this desk, which somehow, somehow structurally kept together, Magic. you reach, you, you open the now broken locks, and you open these drawers, and you see a lot of notes of some sort. Notes that seemingly was written by Nistrum. As you begin to start to pocket these, you feel a heat. They illuminating flame. You look next to you on the wall, well, which is now on the floor, there's another red gemstone in the shape of an oval that almost looks like it's looking at you. Yeah, I'm gonna throw my big axe at it. As you go ahead and throw your big axe at it, it closes before you can get there and it opens on another wall. As you're looking through these notes as they're burning up, you see very faint things before they burn up and are disappeared. You see mentions of places you don't even know. Cindermere, Trackenhollow, the Sunless Dominion. You see art artifact names, the Staff of Mola Rook, the Rings of Elemental Command, and the names of people you don't even know. Zavros, Verithiel. But you do get to see this one letter addressed to Nistrum. And I'll let you read this out loud for the sake of the podcast. Out loud. I got that. Plans have changed. There's too much interference in Dralia. The witness has instructed me to go to Delmarev, where I'll join the others. Same goal, different strategy. Ascension will be on its way. Signed, the Great One. That note burns up the very second you get the chance to finish it. All the notes disappear. They are now ashes. I just quickly turn up to the gem and I'm like, What do you want from us? The gem stares at you. And then it closes its eye. Are there any other magic items in this area? No. You are left in the silence, well, the, the smoldering forest. With this mystery, but also the relief that you've now allowed Dralia to be free from mind control. Great. And we'll pick back up on this next time. Woohoo!